we don't really need more how to succeeds because think about this information alone doesn't create success if it did then everybody who ever watched a youtube video you know would be rich happy and thin right i mean we, we'd all be rich happy and thin because you just go on youtube you know how to lose weight how to have six-pack abs how to make a million dollars in your business i mean you know it's all there sitting there for free on on youtube so why isn't everybody rich happy and thin welcome to the business ownership podcast brought to you by awareness strategies helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedlock, and I am super glad that you're here with us today because I'm here with my most amazing guest, Dr. Noah. Dr. Noah, thank you so much for being here with us today. My pleasure. Awesome. So give us a highlight of who you are and what you do for business. I am known for helping uh, my clients make more in just 12 weeks than they did in the past 12 months while winning their lives back meaning winning back one to three hours in their day and four to eight weeks per year. So I'm basically the opposite of those hustling grinders, all those guys out there that say, hey, you want to make more money? Here's all you need to do. Work 10 times harder and never see your family. Don't take any breaks and just keep your nose to the grindstone all the time. Sound good? And I'm like, no, that no. kind of sucks. Uh, so no, <laughs> I want to make money and have a life. Is that too much to ask? And so anyway, so that's what I help people with. So we, we help uh, our clients get what I like to call hockey stick growth. You know, they're kind of going along like this and then whoop, hockey stick, you know, they just like go like double, triple uh, their, their revenues uh, really in record time um, while also winning their lives back. So uh, that's what I do. And we have a heck of a lot of fun. I, I love it. And that's why I fell in love with you. And that's why I wanted you on the show. And, you. you know, any hockey analogies for me? <laughs> right. Awesome. Who am I talking to? Exactly. Right? <laughs> hockey stick. So how did you get into business and strategies as a thing? Well, um, I mean, to give you the Reader's Digest version, I, I grew up poor in a rich neighborhood. <laughs> and <laughs> I know that's a total cliche, but it's totally true. I grew up in a little town called Kennebunkport, Maine which is one of the wealthiest communities in New England, but my family was dirt poor. And I mean that literally because we lived at the bottom of a dirt road in a drafty unfinished house that my parents ended up losing to foreclosure when I was just 15 years old. So from a very young age, I was painfully exposed to the gap, the chasm between the haves and the have nots. The haves was everyone else in the community, the have nots was my family. Now you hear these speakers all the time, they get up on stage, they say, well, we were poor, but we were happy. We didn't know we were poor. Well, in my family, we freaking knew we were poor because my mother, bless her heart, reminded us every day that we were poor and miserable. So no, I wasn't happy, it sucked. And so, you know, I hated that life of poverty, fear, lack, not enoughness. That's what I grew up with. But I saw that right down the street, there's great wealth and abundance. So I literally said from the time I was a little kid, how the heck do I get from here to there? And of course, there was no one to talk to. There's no internet back then, of course. And so I did the only thing to do, which is I went to the library and I just started reading books. I read every book that I could on self-help, personal growth, the classics, Dale Carnegie, Napoleon Hill, Stephen Covey. And, you know, I really absorbed them. I, I, I immersed myself in those books. But I, as hard as I worked at it, I just couldn't get it to work. And so at the age of 25, I decided to commit suicide. I decided to take my own life because... I was so depressed, frustrated, lonely, and I, I just couldn't seem to find a way out. I, I, I couldn't see a way out. And so at the very last minute, my life was spared, but I didn't know why. And so I'm, I had to figure out, or I decided to find out what is my purpose here on the earth? Why am I here? And so I went on another long journey, went back to the library, started reading more books on, on spiritual growth, 
right? And, uh, you know, Deepak Chopra, Marianne Williamson, Ernest Holmes, all those kind of writers, Neil Donald Walsh and people like that. And so in 1997, I discovered my purpose, you know, why I'm here on the earth. And, and it was really, it came down to what is missing, what was missing in the traditional success literature that I'd spent all those years studying. And so now, uh, you know, I wrote my first book, permission, which was entitled Permission to Succeed back in 1997, 98. And then it was published by the Chicken Soup publisher, Chicken Soup for the Soul, in 1999. And then all these years later, now I've written and published 20 books. Uh, you know, as you can see behind me here, these are some of my books and these are some of my books in other languages, 18 languages now. Okay. And, you know, it's uh, it really was a, a matter of wanting to, number one, as Steve Jobs put it, put a dent in the universe, really, you know, just to really help people and make a difference, make an impact and really teach people something different that was not and, and still isn't being taught really with the traditional success and all the, the gurus that are out there, all the traditional success literature. And so it really is something different. And um, what happens is people come to me and hire me, whether it's one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching, after they've gone to all those gurus and they say, how come I'm still stuck, Noah? How come I'm still you know, hitting this plateau and I can't seem to get over it? I can't seem to get unstuck no matter how hard I work. So that's who I work with and that's who we've seen you know getting really great results uh from from my methodologies nice i love it and uh and it always amazes me when people are very prolific writers i almost want to start at the beginning and just follow the journey with you because i almost think that a lot of people well they need to start at the beginning with giving themselves permission that they mm -hmm. can do this and they need to do this and that mm -hmm. they have not only the right but kind of the obligation to and I think that because it's human to doubt, because it's human to have, you know, the negative thoughts pouring in, we can't stop those. I mean, we can stop the ones that are coming in, but there's going to be more coming in after that. Don't kid yourself. Because as soon as you start getting things like payroll and staff, you just have different ones. That's all. Um, that's right. But if you have the platform to understand that it's going to happen, then I think that um, kind of traverses you through that whole journey. So in your experience, um, is that for a prolific reader, <laughs> would that be an advisable kind of thing to do is to follow that journey? Or can we kind of start at the end and, and delve in? Well, I mean, I have, let me put it this way. I have books that are my most popular books, my, my most widely read books, you know, which we can go through them if you want. Yeah, but I yeah. mean, that's the point is that, uh, you know, really my work is all about I mean, I can make the argument that I've basically written 20 books about one topic. And that one topic is what I like to call taking out your head trash, taking out the trash in your head that is, in fact, keeping you stuck and holding you back. So that is one of my books called Get Rid of Your Head Trash About Money. All right. So that's that's a place you could start. And by the way, this book is free. You can get this book for free at sendmeabooknoah.com. Send me a book, Noah. Easy to remember. Sendmeabooknoah.com and I will send you the book. We just asked you to cover the shipping. But anyway, so, you know, all these books that I've written are, are really about this one topic. Uh, of course, taking different angles at it um, about how to get out of your own way, how to stop stopping yourself from the success that you are perfectly capable of. And of course, the 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 funny part about it is I wrote all these books for me because I needed them. You know, I read everybody else's books and they didn't answer my question. I was like, OK, you didn't answer the question. I need help here, guys. So I had to write it myself, you know. <laughs> so 
that's really what these books are all about. And, and, you know, again, whether it's uh, with my online courses, with one-on-one coaching, with group coaching, it's, it's really all the same. It's helping people to get out of their own way, to identify what's holding them back that mm-hmm. they weren't aware of, you know, because let's, let's face it, nobody holds themselves back on purpose. Right. Nobody is. I always like to say this to, you know, my clients, whether one on one or group coaching or even when I'm doing keynote speeches, because uh, I get to, you know, as a keynote speaker, I get to speak around the country and around the world, you know, to whether virtually or live. And I always like to say, listen, uh, you know, if you find yourself holding yourself back, you know, realize that that is not a conscious behavior. In other words, no one wakes up in the morning and says, wow, you know what? This looks like a great day. You know what? I think I'm going to hold myself back from success today. You know, I mean, that's silly, right? I mean, no one would ever do that, right? Because, mm-hmm. but it really goes back to that whole iceberg principle. The iceberg, meaning your your brain, your mind is like an iceberg, right? About 5% is visible above the surface. That's the conscious mind, the conscious level. But the vast 95% is below the level of consciousness that's in the subconscious mind. And as I always say to my clients, um, it's not the part of the iceberg that they could see that sunk the Titanic. It's the part that they didn't see that sunk the Titanic. And also that's the part that's sinking you and me. <laughs> right. And I think the, the brain gets really sneaky when it comes to that subconscious thinking mm-hmm. in that it goes, oh yeah, you've dealt with this already. You're, you're fine. You, you don't have to worry about right. that anymore. That one's taken care of. Right. And we think we're successful and we think we're moving forward and we think we're doing things. And then we find ourselves not getting the results we want. And it's like, well, clearly they're my results is my thinking of <laughs> go back to the drawing board and figure out where this all comes from. That's so right. I'd like to go through some of the aspects of your books, because I think that a lot of the verbiage around it has become, oh yeah, I know that mm-hmm. kind of target or um, triggers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't want people to see it that way because I think it's vastly important to understand that wherever you're at in that journey, you need to have that breakthrough and it's not going to come from, I know that. So um, if I can take you on kind of some of those, I want to really start at that, the permission thing, because I think mm-hmm. it's vastly important at every stage, because I think a lot of people become kind of successful to replace their job income. And they're like, oh yeah, I deserve that. Of course I did. I was making that in corporate. And then it's like, well, you want to double that? Oh, you want to 10 X that? Oh, you want to like, mm-hmm. you really want to hire 10 people? I don't know. You really want to hire 100 people? I don't mm-hmm. know. And I, I, I know <laughs> people have these blocks at every level because yes. we talk to them, right? And we have them. So let's kind of start back at the, um, at the permission side of things. What are some of the more um, common, I guess, thinking that people have around the area of um, giving themselves permission to run a successful business? Yeah, I mean, that was really the essence of my discovery or one of my discoveries back, you know, over 25 years ago when I realized that we don't really need more how to succeeds because think about this information alone doesn't create success. If it did, then everybody who ever watched a YouTube video, you know, would be rich, happy and thin. Right. I mean, we, we'd all be rich, happy and thin because you just go on YouTube, you know, how to lose weight, how to have six pack abs, how to make a million dollars in your business. I mean, you know, it's all there sitting there for free on, on YouTube. So why isn't everybody rich, happy and thin? Well, because information alone doesn't create transformation. All right. And so that that's one of the points is that we, we need a heck of a lot more than just information because we have I mean, let's face it, we're drowning in information at this point. Everybody, everybody's on overwhelm when it comes to information. I, you know, I've been saying this for 20 years. We don't live in the information age. We live in the information overload age. You know, we passed the information age 20 miles back. We're all on overload. 
you know? And so we, we actually, ironically, you know, one of the things that I like to do and need to do with my, with my clients, whether it's one-on-one or group, we, we have to actually, you know, cut through the clutter and, and do a lot less, you know, do less meanwhile, while making more, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, because there's so many things you could do, it's really comes down to a question of what should you do? Right. Kind of like Jurassic Park, if you remember that movie. Right. Well, we, we could do it, but should we do it? No, not really. Anyway. So the point is that uh, so when it comes to permission to succeed, what I realized is that there are millions of people who are unknowingly and unwittingly starving themselves of the success they're capable of. And that's how I came up with this term, this condition that no one else had ever talked about before. And I'm the person who discovered it is called success anorexia. People are actually millions of people are unknowingly and unwittingly starving themselves of success. And what happens is that that shows up as different symptoms. Let's see what happens is everybody else is just treating symptoms, right? So it's kind of like this. It's like, imagine if you had a toothache, right? And you're like, man, my tooth really hurts. If you ever had a toothache, you're like, you, you know, you can't even think of anything else, right? It's just, man, I'm in such pain, right? And so you're like, oh man, I, I don't like being in pain, right? So you go to the dentist and you're like, you know, my tooth really hurts. And he looks at you and he says, uh, oh yeah, yeah, you've got a, you've got a cavity. Okay, next. And like, wait, what? Okay, I want you to fix this. Wait, I don't want, don't just tell me what the pain is. I need you to fix it. He goes, okay, I'll tell you what, here, take some painkillers and then that'll dull the pain. And you're like, no, that, wait, it's time out. That's not what I want. I want you to fix the cause of the problem, see? But that's what happens in, in the, the world, you know, our world as business owners, entrepreneurs, we have this pain, whatever it is, it's called, you know, I'm not making enough money or I'm working way too hard and I'm not seeing a return or I can't find the right people or whatever it might be, your particular symptom, right? But remember the symptoms up here, the cause is down here, okay? And everybody's up looking at symptoms. I'll give you a, a quick example of that. You know, um, I talked about a moment ago about, you know, head trash, taking out your head trash. And I was uh, talking with one of my clients uh, and his name's Charles. And I said, Charles, how much do you think it's going to cost you if we don't take out your head trash this year? In other words, if you don't get this problem fixed, how much do you think it's going to cost you? And he, without batting an eye, he said a million dollars. I'm going to lose a million dollars if we don't fix this. I said, I tell you what, you know, first of all, I hear that a lot. It's very common, you know, that people are losing anywhere from, you know, half a million to a million or five million or more, right? Because of just this one problem. But they're not, they're not treating the problem, they're treating the symptoms, okay? So I said, I tell you what, let's say we do that, and I, you know, I, I can definitely help you with that. Why don't you give me 10% of that million dollars, and I will find you that million dollars this year. So in the next 12 months, I'll find you that million dollars. In other words, if you give me $1 and I give you $10 back, is that a good deal? He goes, yeah, that's, that's a really good deal. I said, okay, well, let's do it. So he paid me 100 k That's 10% you know, of a million, right? So I coached him for, uh, for 12 months. And I didn't find him a million dollars in that 12 months. I found him 1.8 million in 10 months. So he gave me a dollar. I gave him $18 back. Is that a good deal? No, that's a great deal. And not only that, he took us, he just got back from a seven week vacation. He and his wife bought a new RV and they traveled the Southeast of the United States for seven weeks. He said, no, not only am I making more money, I've never been able to take a vacation like this. So that's the point I want people to realize is that if you're holding yourself back, there's definite reasons for that, number one. But number two, there, there's a way that we can take out the trash and thereby find you that missing money that, that you are right now missing out on. Nice, I love it. So talk to me about what somebody would be going through that they're looking at you going, okay, <laughs> I clearly need your help. Is there something we should be doing ahead of time? Is there something that's kind of to prepare for the journey? What happens? 
Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I can give you a free resource right now and we call it the seven figure scorecard. So I created this seven figure quiz. And in fact, you can go to sevenfigurequiz.com. Seven, the number seven, sevenfigurequiz.com. And you can get your seven figure scorecard for free. And it literally will walk you through how you are doing on the path to a seven or eight figure life, depending on what it is you want. Uh, we just like to say seven figures because that's the that's the level that most entrepreneurs really want to get to and have the most trouble getting to. OK, is that seven figure? I mean, that goes to you know my new book called The Seven Figure Life. But anyway, so sevenfigurequiz.com, get your free scorecard. But that's what I'm saying. It actually walks you through the process of where you might be stuck, you know, in the areas of time, energy, relationships, and money. Those are the four focus areas that we work on and that we help people with, you know, uh, like, like Charles, for example. Um, by the way, I want to mention something, you know, because people say, well, Noah, you know, isn't this all just about marketing? You know, all, all I need is better marketing. And, you know, of course you have to market. I mean, duh, you, yeah, of course you have to do marketing. But um, let me give you another quick example. All right. Um, I was uh, I had another client named Adam and he his company was at four million a year. Right. So doing well. Right. Four million. That's really good. The problem is that he'd been at that level for four years. He'd been plateaued. Right. So basically like no growth. And he had paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to all those marketing gurus out there. Right. So he'd spent all this money on marketing, marketing, marketing. Right. So he was doing doing well, right? Four million. Hey, that's nothing to sneeze at. But he couldn't make through that ceiling, and so he heard me speak at, at an event, and he hired me on the spot. I coached him also one on one for eighteen months, and in that eighteen months, we got his company from four million to over twenty million in less than eighteen months. Talk about hockey stick! Whoop! All right, so going along like this, and wow. And what I want to say to people is that. 99% of what we talked about was all about in here. I call it your inner game, right? Taking out your head trash. It wasn't about the marketing. He was already doing well with that. It was about the fact that he was holding himself back from the level of success he was capable of because of these inner game issues. And of the $2 billion that I've helped my clients make over the last 25 years, 95% of that is a result of inner game work. I love it. And so, well, and there's, uh, so you, my brain's going a million miles an hour and, yeah. I'm, and I'm loving it because I, I have had clients in the past where they're like, oh, I just need the tactics need to work. And it's like, dude, you can do as many Facebook ads as you want to, and they're going to flop. You can, you can take somebody else's template and it's going to flop. When you have the wrong mindset in place and you're keep telling yourself you're doomed to failure, you're doomed to failure. <laughs> so you got, you got to get rid of that stuff first. Where yes. nothing's going to work. And like you can even abdicate to somebody else and they may have a money um, mm -hmm. abundance, you know, and that works well, but then the money comes in and you're going to squander it or whatever. So right. like you got to <laughs> this stuff. You got to fix your inner you game know. first. It's like building a house, right? Yes. It's you don't start, you don't build a house from the outside in, right? You have to build it from right. the inside out. So imagine if you built a house and you forgot to put the electricity in. It's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> right. And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs find themselves. They're like, wait a minute. Uh, I forgot something. Yeah. Because nobody showed you how to work on your inner game. Again, Adam, Charles, I mean, go to our website. You can see, you know, literally hundreds of case studies 
of people like that who spent so much money on all the outer game stuff. I'm not saying you don't need the outer game. You absolutely have to have the outer game. You have to do the sales, marketing, customer service, all that blocking and tackling. That becomes it, easy oh, once you've got the inner game. That's easy, right. That's, <laughs> again, going back to the iceberg, it's oh. a, that's about 10%, right? The 90% is inner game. It's the six inches between your ears. I love it. So talk to me about people who have created success and then, you know, something happens, a divorce, a kid, whatever, and then it crumbles, they build it up, it crumbles. And they're like, okay, I've done it before. I can do it again, but it's not happening. Uh, Cause I see a lot of that right now. Well, yeah. I mean, people, as I mentioned earlier, you know, people hire me, whether it's one-on-one coaching or group coaching after they've gone to all those gurus and they, they just keep hitting that, that ceiling. I, I literally call it the income ceiling syndrome. You just keep hitting that ceiling, no matter what you try. And the point is that the income ceiling is really, again, a symptom. It's a symptom. There's The problem is head trash. That's the main problem for 95% of the people that I've coached over the last 25 years. And that's point number one. Point number two is if you're only treating symptoms and you don't treat the root cause, the, the symptom always comes back, right? Just like that toothache example, right? If you just keep taking painkillers and you don't actually fix the cavity, what happens to the cavity? It gets much, much worse. And then you might lose, you know, your whole side of your face or something, you know? So it's really, really bad. So the point is that we've got to make sure that we are focused on the causal level, as I call it, rather than the symptom level. By the way, I just want to mention something for, you know, the folks watching, you know, if you have, let's say you've been reading self-help books or, you know, going to all these self-help or personal growth uh, seminars or whatever, and you're still seeing that income ceiling, I want you to realize that it's not your fault because the treatment that's available, that's out there still, and, and this was true 25 years ago, and it's still true today, um, is that what, what those guys basically say is, hey, if you're sabotaging yourself, don't do that. Really? Wow, that is so helpful. Thank you. I never thought of that, right? It's like, yeah, it's basically like saying to a, an anorexic, right? So someone who has anorexia, hey, why don't you just eat? Really? I never thought of that. Thank you. So helpful. You know, it's, are you not, you know what I mean? But that's what they're saying. They're basically, and what's so funny about that is those are the people who are unconsciously competent at allowing themselves to succeed. So that's another one of the things that I realized 25 years ago is that, wait a minute, when you're listening to these gurus, they're unconsciously competent at actually allowing themselves to succeed. That means they, they don't have this head trash. That, that represents like the 1% of humanity. Meanwhile, the 99% of us are going around saying, I don't think I can do it, right? We have thoughts of it as head trash. So like I said, I wrote these 20 books for me, but also the 99% of humanity that isn't like these clowns. And it's like, wait a minute, we need real solutions. All right. So that's what, that's what really my work is all about. And I mean, um, I'll give you another quick example, because this is, this is a great story. Um, I was working with a, a business owner named Tamisa, and she's an entrepreneur in Arizona and really great, you know, vivacious, great personality. And she is a recovered seminar junkie. That's her term, right? She, she, that's her words, right? She's a recovering seminar junkie, meaning she go, will go to all these personal growth and you know, self-help seminars and books and everything like that. But, you know, she just kept hitting that ceiling that I was talking about, that income ceiling, right? And so... Um, a friend recommended her to me, you know, she started working my uh, group coaching program, which is called the 12 week breakthrough, because we help people make more in 12 weeks than they did in the last 12 months, like I was talking about earlier. And so, um, you know, I started coaching her and we worked through, you know, head trash and all these things. Well, she tripled her investment in just two weeks. In two weeks, she tripled her investment. And we hadn't even gotten to the money part yet. Right. 
And then she decided to do something really different for her. In fact, something she'd never done before. She decided to enter a bikini contest. She decided to enter a bikini contest and she came in the top five. And guess what? She's 69 years old. 69 years old entering her first bikini contest. How about that? And she said, I had to get rid of tons of head trash to just enter that bikini contest. And good for her, right? I mean, isn't that amazing? At age 69, entering your first bikini contest. So not only she make more money, she's got more self-confidence than ever. And, you know, her whole life changed. Nice. I love it. So who would you say is kind of ideal and primed for, um, for working with you? It is the person who has spent a lot of money, time, effort on, you know, all these gurus, whether it's marketing, whether it's self-help or both. Um, but that's what we see is that, that, you know, when the person has tried everything they think, you know, I, and everybody says the same thing. And I will say, yeah, you're right. They all do say the same thing. <laughs> They're all basically regurgitating each other's crap, you know, and it's there's nothing there's no real there there. And I know that because I paid all those guys over $750,000, three quarters of a million dollars over the past 20 plus years, only to find out they can't teach their way out of a paperback. You know, and what they're amazing, amazing is they're very, very good at promoting themselves. This is what you notice after, if you really look, they're really great at self-promotion, but they suck at teaching. They really can't teach. So there's a very strong difference. I should say a, a big difference between being able to be a good coach and teacher and being a great self-promoter. Those are very different skill sets, okay? So frankly, you gotta be careful of people who are really great at self-promotion because it's like, okay, maybe you're great at promoting yourself and you know, here's, here's my helicopter and here's my, you know, whatever, private jet, but okay, have you helped anybody else? So for, you know, the folks watching, you wanna make sure that you're, you do your research and you find someone who has case studies that aren't just about themselves. Because mm -hmm. when you look at those gurus, that's what it typically is, is I made all this money. And it's like, well, that's great for you. <laughs> Have you helped anybody <laughs> else? You know, because right. that's the difference between personality-driven success and system-driven success. System-driven success means it's, you know, fill in the blank, paint by numbers, plug and play. You know, you literally get the checklist. That's what I paid them all that money for and I never got it. I was like, I just wanted you to tell me what to do. I paid you to tell me what to do and you never told me, you know? And it's like, man, that's aggravating, right? <laughs> and you see how worked up I get about it. Anyway, but the point is that there's millions of people, sadly, you know, who got burned by these guys. And so that's why I'm like the internet marketing cleanup crew at this point. I got to clean up after these clowns. And that's the point is that those are the people that, you know, I love to work with because they've already tried lots of things and it's like, why do I keep hitting the ceiling? And it's because of everything they didn't tell you. So if that describes you, and I'm sure it does, <laughs> I know our <laughs> listeners are going to want more from you. So how did they start their journey with you? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, best, best way is go to BreakthroughWithNoah.com. Just like it sounds. BreakthroughWithNoah.com. And you can watch my new video training on how I help my clients make more in just 12 weeks than in the past 12 months while winning their lives back. Uh, so that's breakthroughwithnoah.com. You can also uh, get the seven-figure quiz. As I mentioned, get your seven-figure scorecard. That's free, sevenfigurequiz.com. And if you want to get uh, the Head Trash book, sendmeabooknoah.com. Sendmeabooknoah.com. Basically, anything with Noah in it is me. So <laughs> you just go to, and, you know, if you want to go to our main website, my name, noahstjohn.com, you can check all that, you know, different books and programs and stuff. But Breakthrough with Noah, I think, uh, would be a great place for, for most folks to, to get started. 
Nice. I love it. So peeps, we will of course have all of Noah's links in the chats and uh, some of them are affiliate links. So you don't have to tell them that you came from me. They'll hell no. And some of them just contact them directly and go, Hey, I heard your podcast from Michelle and we love that too. So click down there, start that journey. That is awesome. No, I get to ask you at this point, at what point in life did you know that you're especially kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur? I didn't know what an entrepreneur was, what? you know, when I was <laughs> in school or whatever. I, I never even heard of it. I never heard of anything called marketing, you know, and I, I mean, I was a professional ballet dancer in my teens and early 20s. So I, I'm, I'm the only person in this industry who made a living lifting ballerinas. I could, that I know for sure. I'm the only person that did that. And so, um, you know, I, I never, I just knew that what I didn't want and in my, you know, mid twenties, um, I worked in corporate America and that was when I decided to commit suicide. Those two things are very related. Okay. That, that's not unrelated because it, I literally, when I was working in corporate America, I honestly woke up every day feeling like someone was, had their hands around my throat. I, I literally thought that I was just going to die because it was so awful. And I, and I just looked ahead 40 years of my life going, this is it. This is my life. And I went, I, I'm out. I mean, this, this is stupid and I don't even want to be here. So, you know, the internet of course, wasn't around, you know, back then. <laughs> um, and, but, you know, I've been online since 1997, you know, over 25 years now. So I'm, I, I started off as, you know, the youngest kid in the room. Now I'm one of the OGs, you know, and I got the gray hairs to prove it. So, um, <laughs> but you know, it, this really has been, uh, an amazing journey. So it, it, I never planned on doing it. I just, I, it came because of the frustration, you know, that I was talking about and, and it came and, and I, I know that's how so many entrepreneurs get started. They see a problem and they say, there's no solution. So I guess I'll just make a solution. And that's why, you know, I love entrepreneurs because that's their mind. That's their heart. That's their vision is to change the world, to make the world a better place, to solve problems for people. And so that's how I, that's why I feel very privileged to do the work that I do, helping so many other people to become the best versions of themselves. And that's how we raise the consciousness of humanity and make the world a better place. I love it. You've been absolutely awesome. Any last words for our peeps? Yeah, just make sure you get the help that you need. I mean, help is available. And, and you know, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, there's too many things coming at me, realize there's help is that the help is available. You know, I, I gave you our website, of course, Michelle has wonderful resources as well. You know, so all of you listening to this program, you're very, very smart to be listening to this wonderful person here, Michelle. She's a brilliant, brilliant teacher, brilliant woman, great coach. So um, just avail yourselves of the tools that are available uh, so you don't have to do it alone anymore. Definitely don't do it alone. And if you haven't touched on any of those emotions as an entrepreneur, I guarantee you will. When you do, come back to this podcast and click those links. <laughs> it happens. Trust me. Awesome. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I know how valuable it is. My pleasure. Awesome. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Thank you for being here with us today. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share it with your friends. We love helping entrepreneurs grow. 
Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of you, check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more details today. The link's in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.